Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Si, senor. You know what? We're in a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. The bowels. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I can't decide between crime and Mao Jinping. Number one, on domestic the domestic front, crime is a huge story. People catching on. People freaked out. They're angry. They're unhappy. They're voting accordingly. On the other hand, I've been doing uh, some reading about how Xi Jinping is clearly trying to become the Chairman Mao of the 21st century, Chairman for Life, Puller of Strings, Imprisoner of Dissenters. Yeah. That's something. Yeah, New York is voting today for a mayor, which normally I don't care about at all, but if they decide in New York to go with the law and order candidate, that is a sign. You know, it seems strange with 15, is it 14 or 15 Democrats and two Republicans running, the, the primary is just to pick one from each party. You'd think they'd have, you know, some sort of open primary in New York. Yeah. So who ends among the Democrats is always, uh, well, for the most part, the race. Not always. You know, you had a Rudy Giuliani. You had a Bloomberg. But uh, the guy, the former police chief, is leading in the polls. They're doing ranked choice, so it's more complicated than just who's leading in the polls. But uh, uh, there in the top tier, you got to defund the police person. So it's uh, quite a choice between take a billion out of the NYPD with crime skyrocketing and go with the police chief who says we got to end this. Right. And and New York is going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be more interesting and more troubling to watch cities like Chicago, for instance, because uh, New York is ideological. It's heavily democratic, but it's a practical city in a lot of ways. Chicago is just wildly ideological, uh, just just nuts. Likewise, like Minneapolis, um, Portland. I don't. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, Portland, the West Coast lunatic cities. How far down the road of the loss of civilization will they go before they decide to, to uh, you know, wake up and, and smell the gunpowder? So we've hit this stat a couple of times because it's, it's a big one. 75% of Americans think crime is up in general in the country. Over 50%, a majority, feel like crime is up where they live. And that's way higher than it was a couple of years ago. Well, and if you look at the trend, it's absolutely both numbers are rising rapidly. Yeah, and that poll is now a month old. It might be uh, higher than that now. It almost has to be with the videos you see every day and the numbers you hear. What I hear in Chicago, however many people killed, 48 shot. In a weekend. Eight shot Mm -hmm. a weekend. Yeah, 50 people get shot every weekend in Chicago. That is civilization crumbling. Kabul is looking at that and saying, wow, I wouldn't want to live there. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Speaking of Kabul, things are really ugly in Afghanistan as we head for the door. And the Taliban is taking over. Man, do we have anything to talk about that's not depressing? Stop it. Mm. And I'm talking to myself, not you. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to come up with something. Yeah, yeah. I can't well, stop eating, which is uh, also depressing. But... Sore subject. Listen, to not that. Keep trying. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> what do you mean, sore subject? <laughs> 
Well, Judy and I had our anniversary weekend in which all bets were off. I mean, all rules mm-hmm. were, sure. were thrown asunder with the uh, predictable result. Yeah. There is a fair amount of key lime pie consumed. I'll oh, just tell you that's our, oh, that's our mutual favorite summer dessert. Oh, yeah. Key lime pie is awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. Key lime pie is great because it's one of those things that varies so much. So much. Like, if you order key lime pie, I have no idea what it's going to look like when it comes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We ate at one place. It was like a, a, a it almost looked like a river running across the plate. It was <laughs> it was not pie shaped. It was like a pastry. In, uh-huh. And it had um, uh, the, 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 the ginger in it in the crust. Oh, spectacular. My eating is mostly my uh, my personal life being as messy as it is. Just the schedule for kids and this and that and. And everything is just, I just can't keep a consistent thing going. And when that's happening, it's grab some food here, grab some food there. And well, the old grabbing work. stuff. That yep. does not work. No, sir. It does not work. You know, it's funny how you can, uh, I, I weigh myself every day. Do you weigh yourself every day? I do. I do it's indeed. funny how uh, I can uh, always think, nah, for some reason this won't show up. <laughs> And it always does. I mean, moving up, <laughs> or I'll be, I'll be striding up to the scale, thinking, you know, I had a pretty good day yesterday. I'll bet, I'll bet this is, uh, this is going to be good news. Then I'll step on. It's like, what the hell? Then I'll think, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the crackers in the afternoon. Oh, that's right. I had that extra piece of pizza. Oh, the scale is the rememberer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it does not lie. We see all. <laughs> um, teamwork makes the dream work. Whoever's going to win the NBA championship knows that. Boy, the, 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 whoever has the NBA finals has got to be unhappy with trying to get national ratings out of Suns, Clippers, and Bucks. Hawks or Bucks 76ers? Who won that game? Uh, the Hawks won. Bucks, Hawks. Oh, no, the, the, yeah, it's going to be Bucks, Hawks is the. But that's just, that's not, that's not the marquee teams and stuff no. that you generally want if you want a national. Audience, national right. discussion about the about the game. Yeah, yeah, good teams, nice oh, yeah, cities, sure. one and all. I like no offense. I like smaller markets doing well, and or, or even if it's not smaller markets, lesser uh, you know franchises that don't get all the sure. attention. Yeah, heck yeah, yeah, great for the fans. Anywho, we're introducing everybody. There's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm a little concerned. I just heard uh, on the news a little while ago that. There's going to be maybe a possible fireworks shortage this year because some of the factories were shut down, you know, because of coronavirus. So I'm thinking it's just going to be sparklers and snakes this year and then nothing else, you know. Well, and don't forget how much fun you can have with a Coke bottle full of gasoline. That's true. You can't afford the fancy stuff. Wow. And due to the ship shortage, there won't be any Piccolo Pete's, you know, so it'll just be no sound out of them. I just hate Piccolo Pete's. Oh, me too. I despise I the pickle. Oh, the oh, worst. Who wants that? There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room, who's a short timer. He put in his uh, two weeks notice. He's leaving the show. How are you sh- there today, Sean? Dead man walking. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, doing quite well. Uh, yeah, Twitter. It's largely just a, a cesspool of narcissistic degenerates uh, throwing insults around at each other. But every now and yes. then you, you stumble across a, uh, a, what is it intended to be funny, but there's actually some wisdom in it. Uh, crypto-related tweet. Crypto Twitter is just a bunch of idiots trying to convince other idiots they're not idiots, while nine super geniuses take everyone's money. Yep, that could be it. <laughs> that well very said. well could end up being the case. Oh, Thanks, Twitter! Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, Sean... Is that, is that uh, Tucker Carlson? Thanks, yeah. Twitter! <laughs> oh, we gotta, Keep that one around. Oh, yeah, well, where the hell <laughs> For the next hundred years. Yeah. By Thanks, the way, speaking, 
Speaking Thanks, of positive Twitter. Sean, oh boy, the outpouring of, of grief over Sean leaving is uh, really touching. Uh, I, you know, we'll feature some of them in Mailbag, but uh, I'll just uh, go ahead and say that um, you've won the folks over, Sean, and you will be sorely missed. Uh, learn that from Maximus Aurelius and Gladiator. Win the crowd, win your freedom. <laughs> Shut up. I also apply that to karaoke. <laughs> oh, my God. Gladiator and karaoke. Same rules work. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, June 22nd. We're in the summer now, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin watching the days get shorter. I hate that. Precisely according to FCC rules and regulations, the show begins at Mark. I quit that job at Western Citizen. I put in a two-week notice, uh, not because I'm a good employee, but because that's my favorite two weeks of any job I've ever had. Hello. The what are they going to do fire me weeks. Oh, yeah. So good. So liberating. <laughs> so liberating. I haven't had that in a very, 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 very long time. We got time for a little bit more of that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's worth it to get the job just to put the two-week notice in. <laughs> it's like a little vacation right there at the end. It's where I get to say my favorite phrase at work, which is, I don't care, I'm about to quit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of power in those words, you know? Your boss is like, hey, you know you were late today. I'm like, hey, you know I'm about to quit, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'll be a little bit late. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dusty Slay, the stand-up there. Very funny gentleman. Yeah, yeah. I'll be a little yeah. bit late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how does Mailbag look, uh, aside from its outpouring of love for Sean? Oh, it's it's very nice. Clever. Really enjoyed putting it together today for once. I want to hear why you're hot for uh, uh, Chairman G taking over China's uh, future. We got to talk about all that other stuff. Cases are rising in, what, eight, ten states now. Cases are actually moving up. The Delta variant. That's right. The Delta variant is in every state in America but one. Uh, that will take over as the main strain, they think, here in the next couple of weeks. So when you talk about COVID, you'll be talking about that, which is much more transmissible. So when it gets into those states where they haven't vaccinated, it could get ugly. I was just going to say, I was going over the various uh, state-by-state vaccination rates, and there are some that are going to see a, a terrible uh, uptick in, in people getting sick and dying, I think. Y'all do what you want to do. It's fine, but uh, it's practically inevitable. Wouldn't it be wild if you know we avoided that whole hospitals being overrun this entire time, and now it happens with all the information we have and the vaccine readily available? Yeah, I wonder. It's hard to say. This thing, uh, there have been twists in the road I didn't see coming pretty regularly. All that stuff on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sean's leading for another job, whatever puts cat food on the table, I guess, <laughs> says one texter. <laughs> Not the only one to go with that uh, oh, really? direction of riffing. <laughs> right. You're all so clever. Is that that easy to move a cat out of state? You have to have lots of papers. And... you got to quarantine it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Bring California cat fever to the Carolinas. Hardy, har, har, <laughs> your little jokes. <laughs> He doesn't have to take it anymore. Uh, Do you hear I'm quitting? <laughs> Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. It's from the useless United Nations. 
their universal declaration of human rights, which is pretty good as far as it goes. Everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media and regardless of frontiers. That's kind of funny because the woke crowd and Twitter and Facebook and uh, all sorts of people are actively censoring anything that steps outside the mainstream. Matt Taibbi uh, just wrote a great piece in Substack about uh, Brett Weinstein and how he and his wife have this podcast where they talk about the COVID and science and all sorts of stuff and are occasionally, more than occasionally, outside the mainstream accepted thought and they keep getting deplatformed and censored and quashed, and they're almost always right eventually. And if they're not right, it's that they take a look at the data that's available, do their best to figure it out, and then say we need more data, we'll have to wait and see. They're extremely responsible in my mind. But they keep getting, you know, crushed by Twitch, the tech giants. Twitter, you say? Thanks, Twitter! Idiots. Mailbag. Go east, young man, and grow up with the country, writes Mort. Nice little twist on the well-known phrase. Want a bit of sincere adieu to the premier of puns, the king of quips, the liege of one-liners, Mr. Positive Sean. His witticism's impeccable, his humor hysterical, and his tokens non-fungible. Good, <laughs> goodbye, friend I've never met. <laughs> but why you'd throw away a career that could easily fund upper bowl season tickets to the NBA's worst team, a high-end air fryer, and an occasional trip to a Brazilian steakhouse, and a wardrobe stocked with Howling Wolf t-shirts stumps the imagination. But I wish you well nonetheless. <laughs> In all sincerity, thanks for all you brought to the program over the years. Best of luck on your journey eastward. Couldn't have said it better myself, Mort. Well done. Uh, James, hello, gents. Sad to hear of the moving on of Positive Sean. I thought it would be neat to hear a cow-style clip segment of Sean's funniest and best moments. Oh, wow. His most wise sayings. Huh. I'm not putting it together. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> if it takes you all night. Yeah, I, I'm going to be late. Uh, thanks james how about mark the now tennessean can fund upper upper level tickets to the nba's worst team (laughs) saw some good games yeah sure good games oh yeah yeah it's like uh, for the longest time when the cubs sucked out loud i just see when the interesting teams were coming to town and i'd go see the cubs lose to them oh they only lost by 20 heck of a number yeah, they really hung in there for the first four innings. Uh, let's see. Mark, the now Tennessean, writes, Sean and I are twinning. Toodaloo, California. I'm faggoty at age uh, just 21, or 31, rather. This friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. Couldn't love the show more. Been meeting the email since Memorial Day. Blah, blah, blah. Heard about the departure of Positive Sean. I, too, had reasons uh, for leaving. Uh, similar to Sean, the ownership economy is increasingly difficult and not worth it. Two, the parenting-your-own-kids economy is even worse. I've worked with many successful Californians who've amassed great wealth and success, but who've openly lamented their regret in trusting their kids yeah. uh, to the California schools and culture. That reminds yeah. me of uh, a sales manager we worked with. Yep. Super successful guy, doing really well, had the world by the tail. He did not want his kids to grow up in the crazy-ass progressive culture. I get that. The, in that case, the San Francisco Bay Area. I, I went to call a guy yesterday, a business owner um, that we know, and I went to call him, and uh, and uh, I was told he lives in Florida now. Thought, oh, what? boy. Okay. Oh, boy. 
Uh, I'm not afraid to fail at most things, but when it comes to parenting, I'm terrified. I have two boys. I'm looking forward to raising them in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. Boy, that's beautiful country. Uh, love the show. Love listening every day. Hey, thanks for the very kind words, Mark, to us and Sean and the rest of it. Moving tip for Sean. Sell everything and rebuy uh, or move only the necessities, even the cats. Uh, da, 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 da. Rebuy the cats? Well, that just sentence is a bit of a train wreck. What do you do uh, with the old cats, though? I'm sure. Well, Currently sure. trying to figure out if I want to make a road trip out of it, or if I if I do the old ship the car and just buy a one way plane ticket thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what I want. Sean, to do Sean, I'm telling you this as a friend. If you don't drive across the country, you're a fool. If I've already taken the trip once before, though, essentially the exact same freeway that I would be going, it wouldn't be my first T- exposure to. You it. could drive Take a different, a different road, freeway. You, know? <laughs> you could drive a different there's road. More than one. There, well, there quite yeah, a few. coast to coast. There, there's just a couple hours difference, really, depending if you do eighty or seventy or ten or or whatever the other choices are. Uh, let's see. How much time do we have, Michael? Not very much, huh? Thirty seconds or so. Uh, Forty yeah, got seconds. A, you got a great email from uh, a female athlete. <laughs> You're not helping. Oh, here's somebody in San Antonio, largest MLK march in the country. Says, I've never seen a Juneteenth T-shirt. All of a sudden, Congress declares it a holiday. The T-shirts are everywhere. There's a huge crowd in the streets. This is premeditated. This has been going on for some time. Yeah, we can talk about the Juneteenth holiday at some point if you want. I want to hear what you uh, learned about Chairman Xi, among other things. He believes he is one of the great, great men of history and is working to solidify that status. Yeah, yeah, which is not good for the world. All kinds of stuff we'll catch you up on. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, guys, the Olympics are almost here, and today organizers announced that venues will be at 50% capacity. That's right, 50%, which means only four people will be allowed to watch fencing instead of the normal eight. Taking shots at fencing? What did fencing do fencing to deserve that? Awesome it? to watch, by the way. Uh, I like yeah, watching the sports, but they they always are very sparsely attended. Yes. I mean, very sparsely attended. Um, I, what was I going to say? Oh, so they uh, up to ten thousand people? I think they said. Is that what they announced? Yeah, Japanese folks only. Yeah, locals only, only. And who are? Uh, maybe that's the three percent that are vaccinated that are being allowed to go to the Olympics and watch it. It'll be weird though. To are, are the opening ceremonies going to be with just like a smattering of applause of people? Spread out around the... Hadn't even thought about Are they going to pump in fake applause like they uh, did for the baseball and football for a while? Are they even going to have like the full march of the athletes? I don't know. they be wearing masks? I don't have any idea. I don't know, and I'm not excited about it. Neither is anybody else, from what I can gather. There was a headline the other day in the Washington Post, the gloomy march toward the joyless Japanese Olympics or something (laughs) like that. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, so Wall Street Journal with a, uh, a big old uh, piece of journalism today, it covers a whole lot of ground. It's all about China and Xi Jinping. Um, it, it starts with the fact that they are clearly in China. And if you followed communist uh, systems, you, you're familiar with this idea. They are re-re-re-rewriting history. 
and they are cleansing any harsh criticism of Chairman Mao and the Cultural Revolution out of their new version of official history. Yeah, that's what I was talking about yesterday, how they're rewriting their history to make their country better. We're rewriting our history to make our country sound worse with the 1619 Project and other things. Who sure. do you, you think is going to end up dominating in that situation? But anyway, back to you. Well, and part of it is is much more than just general spin about how cool China is. It is clear that uh, Xi Jinping is is following to some extent Chairman Mao's footprints in how to become the all powerful chairman for life. Uh, it's uh, China watchers are now pretty much convinced that's his plan, and it's it's notable if you've been following China. Uh, they've run through a handful of leaders that had the ultimate power, of course, in China, but they were not like your great men of history. They, the, One of them was kind of hardcore. The other guy was a liberalizer. They hung on for several years, blah, blah, blah. But like Putin in Russia, she is, has decided he is going to be the man for the 21st century. Um, they mentioned that. It's it's ironic and striking that she would play down the crimes of uh, the Cultural Revolution Mao because um, his father had been demoted from his job to a very small job and then was jailed and beaten. His uh, half-sister died after persecution by the revolution's Red Guards. She was uh, probably uh, brutalized in one of those struggle sessions where she was accused of being a counter-revolutionary and beaten down. Much is uh, happening in uh, today's schools, if you dare say, I think this anti-racist stuff is crap. Yeah, it's hard uh, to anyway. figure out the psychology of your family was tortured by the Communist Party, and now you want to lead the Communist Party to even more uh, authoritarian style of government? It's it's interesting. Yeah, that is a practical man or something. Uh, they mentioned that the Cultural Revolution left uh, a death toll of more than a million people, uh, brutalized, etc. That's aside from the tens of millions who starved to death under Mao's leadership. He's a hell of a guy to want to emulate. Um, and they mentioned that if you're in the system, you have to know, you have to be up to date, like today, what you're supposed to say. Because if you... If you make even a small mistake in talking about the past or the present or future, whatever, you can be seriously in trouble and totally lose your career and lose your life. You've got to be up on the party line, uh, hence the term politically correct. Uh, but then the, their ultimate point is that all this censorship and all this change and suppressing of the facts of the path, the past are not going to stay in China. Americans should take heed, the journal writes. Censorship that starts in China doesn't stay in China. The power of the Chinese state distorts U.S. discussion of China. From Facebook? Ah, Mark Zuckerberg, a fine licker of the boot heels of the communist. Their ban on discussion of the possibility that COVID-19 originated in a Wuhan lab. That was lifted only in late May. Then there was the harassment and demonetization of YouTube personalities who criticized Mr. Xi. Thanks, Google. Similar pressures silenced the U.S. movie industry. Hollywood, listen to this now. Get ready to do a little math. Keeping in mind, China is the most evil regime on Earth in terms of its ability to cause human suffering. Hollywood has not had a major production critical of China since 1998. And back then, Disney CEO Michael Eisner begged for forgiveness for depicting China's brutalization of Tibet in Kundun. So 1998 was the last big-time movie that was at all critical of China. How about that? You gotta lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. 
all those speeches for all those years at all those award shows from the Hollywood crowd about how evil we all are. And they uh, take a pass on making any historical film about China because it might make them mad. Well, and they would put up with the rapiest pieces of garbage on earth if it could get them apart and get them some money and some fame. Anti-woman, anti-gay. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. They mention that in China, the 19th century is known as the century of humiliation, as they were dominated by uh, foreign powers. But knowledge of the far greater damage Mao inflicted on his own subject in the 20th century is buried. Also in China, silence about the sacrifices made by the American imperialists who defeated Imperial Japan and liberated China in World War II only you know, 80 years ago. 75, 80 years ago. So uh, look out. China not only on the march, but uh, busily refashioning history, aggressively censoring, and American companies are falling in line behind the great leader. From the text line, something I mentioned yesterday. Hey, Jack, the birthday cake Fruity Pebbles are delicious. I haven't opened them yet. I bought the box. Is that from a six-year-old? How cute. A six-year-old can text. they (laughs) They look gross, but I'll see if my kids like them. Speaking as a man who enjoys key lime pie shaped like a river and flavored with ginger, I find your childish eating habits disgusting, child. Solstice crowds, that's what was going on yesterday, the summer solstice. Solstice crowds reject advice to stay away from Stonehenge. Man, druids, and you can't keep them down. Dozens of people ignored advice not to travel to Stonehenge for the annual summer solstice celebrations which were canceled Monday due to the coronavirus. Ah, stop it. After it's a, outdoors. They might have built Stonehenge for the summer solstice. It's right. one of the theories. Things been there for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Going back you know, pre-Romans, pre-everything practically. But this year, sorry you can't get together because of the coronavirus. Yeah. I'll, just turn, I'll just pull my hood down and breathe through that as a druid. I feel like Stonehenge is one of the things I want to see. I should add that to my list. That'd be you really know, neat. I had it on my schedule when I was in England, but I was too hungover, so I skipped Stonehenge. Ouch. Eh, Ouch. I thought I've seen pictures. My <laughs> it's head, a bunch of rocks in a circle. My head really hurts. Why don't I just sit here and <laughs> contemplate it? I'll think about it for a while. Although the night before, I had one of the glorious nights of my life. As I ended up befriending the owner and his wife of this pub out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, he closed the doors at the uh, two o'clock when he had to, and we stayed up with the owners. And I was behind the bar, draw, you know, drawing my own beers and <laughs> talking about the history between. Uh, he had he had no inkling what the Fourth of July uh, represented huh. as a Brit, which I thought was kind of interesting. And why would he? You know, there are probably major British holidays that I don't know anything about. Yeah, yeah, it was a long ago colony. I mean, why would you keep up with it? Yeah, there sure. are so many of them. Yeah. Beans with breakfast day or whatever they celebrate Yeah, over there. exactly. Something that's, you know, exactly. The French did something in 1610. The Battle of Kidney Pie. <laughs> sure, something. But anyway, that was a fantastic night, and I, I balanced that against missing Stonehenge because I was too hungover. You know, I, I had a similar experience in, in Europe once, and I, our Euro's just not willing to stay up and get uh, embarrassingly drunk or what? Because, I mean, it would, I mean I, I'm a reasonably, reasonably nice fellow as were the people I was with, but I think this guy could, like, close the doors and keep drinking any time he wanted to. Maybe he but he decided night. that we deserved it. Yeah, maybe we were just tonight's <laughs> excuse. Maybe he's just an alcoholic. Yeah. 
Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. You own a bar. What are you going to do? You're going to get hammered with the locals. Um, We are going to talk more about it if you didn't hear about it. So the Olympics are coming up here in just a, a little bit. And uh, I don't think it, I, I don't feel like there's any excitement building for it. Um, I, there, there are all kinds of factors. We, 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 we seem to be as a culture kind of moving away from a lot of the traditional sports just in general. You know, with ratings going down all the way around, NFL, NBA, baseball, and you know, it's just you know a lot of the childhood traditions of people over a certain age for watching sports has just kind of gone away. Mm-hmm. Other options, the politics that got involved, uh, knowing more about the athletes' lives, so they're not quite as heroy as they were when we were younger. Well, and the corruption of the uh, IOC, all kinds of different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. steroid uh, steroids and everything. Um, but. One new wrinkle is this uh, trans weightlifter that is going to be the first trans athlete at the games. And the reason it matters, of course, is it was was a man and is now a woman in the weightlifting competition. And we got more on that coming up later, an hour too, because it's going to be interesting. I think there'll be a lot of attention on this. There will be, and there will be a lot of stupid, politically correct greeting card rhetoric thrown oh, around. I guarantee you there's not going to be a single person on any broadcast even hint at the fact that this might be a problem. Right. Right. Well, well, which is weird. Which is weird. Gets to what Tucker was talking about last night on his show. His whole opening was about how things that are like the vast majority of people wonder about are things you can no longer say out loud. And one of them would be this. The, the I guarantee you, a majority of people think, ah, I don't know about guys. You know, you were a guy a few years ago, and now you're a woman weightlifting. You know, I don't know about weightlifting of all events. But yet, even though a majority of people, I guarantee you, think, ah, I'm not sure I think that's okay, they won't even hint at the fact that that could possibly not be okay in any of the Olympic broadcasts because right. it runs afoul of what somebody decided is the right side of this. Well, great example of this. IDs for voting. Big poll just came out. I saw that. Guess what percentage of Americans are in favor of showing an ID to prove who you are to vote? Go ahead, th- formulate in your mind. Maybe, maybe base it on what you've heard and read in the media. Considered controversial anytime you push the idea of having to show your ID. So what do you think it is? Like 20% of Americans are such fascists, they want to keep people of color down and they want IDs. Maybe maybe 25% of those lunatic QAnon types. How about 80% of Americans think it's right and proper to show an ID when you vote to make sure you're only voting once and you're who you say you are? 80%. That's at least eight times what you would think from the mainstream media. Right, right. Do you ever see anybody voter on, suppression? Voter you ever, suppression. You ever see anybody on any channel that's not Fox saying it? Seems like a good idea to me to have to show an ID. You got to show an ID all day long to conduct practically any transition or transaction there is. So of course, that, that's, that's fine. another example of vast majority of people think one thing, but you're not allowed to say it out loud for some reason. Isn't that, that's not good. That's a you weird need- thing for a society to end up with. We need, we all of us, to start looking at the, the media elite as a weird little subculture, because that's what they are. I mean, look at them like, I don't know, monks or, or professional lumberjacks or something like that. I mean, they're, they don't live lives like us, and they don't think what we think, and yet they masquerade as those who would tell us, you know, what America thinks. They're wrong. They're crazy. 
Uh, more on school reopenings and the COVID. Uh, airline industry is really having a problem with unruly passengers, trying to figure out what's going on there. They're banning booze, but I'm not sure that's going to do anything. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Stick around. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Defund the police. We'll be safer if we do. That's what they were saying a year ago. Everyone in charge. It was lunacy. And precisely because it was lunacy, no one was allowed to disagree with it. Here's the formula. The more self-evidently absurd a statement is, the more clearly untrue, the more viciously they have to attack anyone who points out that it's untrue, who dissents. Trans women are women. January 6th was an insurrection. Defund the police. It's childish. It's all so ridiculous, and no sane person believes a word of it. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. There are a number of... popularly held opinions by Americans that cut across both parties that aren't said out loud regularly because I guess we're all afraid. So we we hear what's coming out of uh, news, just out of the world, out of Twitter, out of cable news, out of whatever, and we think, well, we better not push back against that because that's what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks defund the police makes sense, or everybody thinks that uh, trans everything is fantastic Mm -hmm. um, without ever giving it a second thought. There's all kinds of examples. Well, what the the nut job left has figured out are what accusations will really hurt people, cost them their job, their career, their uh, their reputation, their friends. Let's just hit them with those accusations whenever they oppose us. And it can be something as mainstream as, I don't think people who are recently dudes should be competing against women in sports. We're going to be talking about that uh, next hour. Or defund the police seems Looney Tunes reform, sure, but defund sounds crazy. Um, and and then they hit you with those words, racist, homophobe, transphobic, whatever. And all of a sudden, you're reeling. Your boss calls you into the office and says, you know, it's just things are a little too hot right now. And, and you just you, the, the, the ground disappears from beneath your feet. They're good at it. They're vicious. Number of topics we should get to today, uh, Afghanistan. I heard somebody the other day say on a podcast, once the beheadings start in Afghanistan, people are probably going to pay attention to this story. Um, <sighs> you know, in Kabul of government officials on TV, probably by the Taliban to make sure everybody knows we're in charge now. Uh, because right now nobody's paying attention to this, even though uh, there's plenty of reporting on it. This guy from... Bill Rogio, who is with Long War Journal. The Taliban has taken control of more than 50 districts since May 1st. The Afghan military has only been able to retake five of those districts, and reports of one or two are questionable. Perhaps things will change? Perhaps. But right now, the Taliban has all the momentum. Yeah, there's no reason to think, I don't think, that the Taliban is going to lose their momentum. As the United States. It seems weird, but this is what we're doing. As we leave our bases, we're blowing up like Jeeps and trucks and all kinds of equipment. 
as we leave the base because we know it's going to be overrun and the Taliban's going to fall into the hands of the Taliban. So we're better off blowing up this stuff that we taxpayers have paid for in sure. theory to give to the Afghan security forces to try to keep the country going. But we're blowing it all up. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want our gear in their hands and we know it'll get there soon enough. It's it's dark. It, this is a dark chapter. Afghanistan is a, a troubled, vicious, crazy place that's had just enough glimmers of sunlight through the years. You ever seen pictures of Kabul in the 60s? Everybody dressed in their Western garb, going to university. Women, women looking like women in the United States, chatting with fellas in a courtyard outside the college or whatever, well, having lunch before class. Anybody who's read The Kite Runner gets a good view of what that uh, city used to look like. Yeah, yeah. But now, well, soon, soon it's going to be a fundamentalist Islamic hellhole. Uh, so it's not all change is progress. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to feel about that if we'll just say, nah, 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 I don't want to hear that or what when, uh, when, the, when the, the city completely falls and the Taliban's just, you know, back to chopping off people's, uh, stoning people to death in soccer stadiums with a giant crowd and all that sort of stuff comes back. Yeah, well, uh, well the complication is, and, and I can't take on the weight of the world. I can't handle it emotionally. I accept that horrific things are happening, for instance, in, uh, God, where's that incredible civil war going? Uh, Ethiopia? Uh, so many countries in Africa. Anyway, it's just, it's horrific. I know about it. I don't think about it. The fact that we were in Afghanistan for a while, we whooped up on Osama's guys, we beat the Taliban back, but you got to put that in the past because the future is going to be grim. Uh, Sean's leaving us. He's a short timer. He's only got like four days left. Uh, more on that coming up later. And also the trans athlete that is going to get so much attention at the Tokyo Olympics. If you missed any hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.